Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Linton Witness Project. Thanks so much for listening in today. And we hope that through these stories of God's presence in somebody's daily life, you'll be better able to see God in your day. Now, please enjoy Abby's story. Hi, this is Abby. I wanted to tell a story today of how God has touched my life. It's a matter of something that I felt so strongly as if God were guiding me, leading, pushed to a specific end. We were living in Memphis, Tennessee at the time, and uh, I had already had a child, wanted numerous children, that didn't come, and we wanted to sign up for adoption. And the adoption agency that was the most prolific and the one that was pushed was the Jewish Community Center. And we went through them. They were lovely and set up the paperwork. She was very clear that we would not be a good candidate. We wouldn't receive a child very easily because we had already had one. And Jonathan and I did. We prayed a great deal about that. We wanted another child. We wanted numerous children, but we definitely wanted another child. We loved being parents, loved having children. So one of the things that uh, at the community center, the adoption agency said, Tell everyone, tell everyone that you're trying to adopt, and I can talk to anyone and everyone. And so I told everyone about it. I told people at the grocery store. I worked it into conversations, picking up dry cleaning, which wasn't easy. And I eventually had a phone call one day from a coworker that I'd worked with years prior to. And at the end of the conversation, I simply said, don't forget, I'm trying to adopt. And she sat real silent and quiet, and she said, I won't. I won't forget that. And she hung up. I didn't think much of it at the time. I just kept on going, going through this process. So three days from that phone call, I got a phone call from the same coworker. And she said, Abby, I have a baby. And that's how she worded it. I have a baby for you. My husband's in the stock market. I hung up the phone. I was like, Jonathan, I don't care if it's the biggest trade of your whole life. Put the phone down. We have a baby. And this was on a Wednesday. And literally, we are up in the attic, throwing together cribs, painting rooms, trying to bring out stuffed things, diapers, everything. We're calling the Jewish Community Center. She's like, what? Who? Where? What? You know, getting her involved. And we get everything set up. That was on a Wednesday. And we literally pick this brand new baby boy up on that Friday. And he was adorable. He was blonde and blue-eyed. And he, he was everything I could ever wanted. He was just adorable and healthy. And we, we take him and we can't cross. We're living right on a suburb of Memphis. We're living in um, a suburb which was in Mississippi. So we couldn't cross the state lines with him for two weeks. There's a rule that you can't take the baby out of the state, even though we're talking, we're talking 10 miles. So we had to find a place to stay with my child and the new baby and introduce him to his new brother. So everything was happening so quickly. We had three days to adjust a five-year-old boy to the fact that he had a brother, to tell all the grandparents that we had a new baby within three days, set up a nursery, and get the agency involved getting paperwork signed. 
we were so scared. You know, we're holding him and hoping that everything goes because there's a sense of not wanting to fall in love with that baby. I didn't want to hold him too close. I didn't want my heart getting broken that maybe the mother would back out. Maybe the father wouldn't sign the papers. And if they weren't meant to, I knew it was for the right thing. I knew that if they were meant to, they would. And if they weren't meant to, they wouldn't. And I was so scared. We were we lived on pins and needles. And God really was with both of us at that time and our whole families. And so the two weeks passes and I'm going to the court. Jonathan and I are going and we are to um, sign the papers with the mother. I drive up and I find out that it's my co-worker's daughter. She's actually given me her grandchild. And I can't even tell you the, the gift she gave me. They didn't want money. They didn't want anything like that. They just wanted this baby to have a home and to be loved. And they knew that we would do that. And I can't even, that's a compliment that you can't ever repay. I've, I've felt indebted my whole life to her. And I always will because she gave me a gift. I, can, I can't, it's invaluable to us. It, it's everything to us. So we go, and his birth mother pulls up in a, a convertible Cadillac. She's got cat-eye glasses on. She's not a young woman, and I know her well. I've known her for years. She gets out of the car, and I realize, oh, my gosh, that's her baby. That's, I, she's giving me her child. And I, I had him in my arms at that point. You know, we went in a separate room, and she and I had a conversation, and I was like, just know that, I can't go back. Once I fall in love with him, I can't, I can't go back. And I said, please be sure. And she, you know, as sure as you can possibly be in a situation. And she's, I'm positive. And the story comes out that she didn't even know she was pregnant. She thought she was a heavier set woman. She had prayed and prayed. She was so worried that she was dying of cancer. Well, she wasn't dying of cancer. She was going to have a baby that she was unaware of. She was a grown woman. She was in her late 20s when this happened. She wasn't a kid. She went, ends up going to numerous doctors. No one can find out what's wrong with her. They put her through test after test, and not one physician does a pregnancy test. And she ends up at my doctor. Memphis isn't a very small city, so for her to end up there was uncanny, and I felt like a true guidance. She goes in and he looks at her and he says, has anyone done a pregnancy test? And she goes, oh, no, no, I couldn't be pregnant. Well, that was incorrect. He does the test and he says, you know, you're pregnant. And I would say that you're about seven months along. So let's get you to the GYN. We'll set it up. It was two weeks from that point. Two weeks from then... She gives birth to a full nine-month-old baby boy. He wasn't preemie. He was healthy. She had done things during her pregnancy. She was full of herself. Let's just say that. She, she had smoked marijuana. She had drank. She had laughed. She had giggled. She had done a lot of things, bounced, and everything that you probably don't want to do when you're pregnant. And she has this perfectly healthy, happy, well-adjusted young uh, baby. And our lives crossed on so many levels. I feel like 
that I'm going through the Jewish Community Center. The fact that my girlfriend calls me that day and that I mention that we're trying to adopt. The fact that she had the baby so quickly, not knowing, thinking she's dying, and God gives her a baby, not death or cancer, but a baby. And then she knew she couldn't raise him. She made that decision clearly without without pain. She she was very clear. She was a very sensible woman. And she made the decision that I can't do this. I'm not prepared. I don't want to do it. And I cannot give this child the things I want him to have. And all this comes together simply because I worked with a woman that touched my life and made such a difference in my life. My son now is 16. He's been a gift from day one. He was just a pleasure. He's always been a pleasure. He's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I've always felt like through this series of events that God watched over my family. It wasn't luck. It wasn't just by chance that it was truly divine intervention that through a process we received a member of our family, someone that we have just undoubtedly loved from the moment we saw him. Thank you, Abby. This concludes today's episode of the Lenten Witness Project. Check back in tomorrow for a fresh story of God's presence in each of our daily lives. Until then, let's all go be the love, the hope, and the comfort of Jesus Christ in our world. Thanks be to God.